0: Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. I have a very special guest, a returning guest, somebody I've done now today. It'll be the fifteenth show, which is amazing. But we're going to talk a book he just about a book he just published. It's the third showing, so it's the third part of a series titled Hollywood Aliens and UFOs. This one is titled Hollywood Aliens and UFOs: Third Showing, Close Encounters of the Six Six Sixth Kind. And then the last one, second showing, was subtitled "The Spice of Alien Life," and the first one was, "The Day, the Day that the Day stood still." So, we're going to talk about this one very interesting, interesting chapter. Obviously, something of interest to me, which is UFO occult, something I've kind of looked into as well, but also some movies that I have not seen. But uh, Ken can talk more about that. So, Ken, Ami, are you there? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, well, thanks for coming. Uh, I'm delighted to have you back. I'm sure people at this point, if they've been on my podcast or broadcast, they know your name. Can you talk about kind of this whole, the arc of all three books and what led you to the third show and Close Encounters of the Sixth, Sixth, Sixth kind?
1: Yes, well, aliens and UFOs, all quote-unquote, has been an interest of mine since I was in the sixth grade. So it's kind of natural that, I mean, I can't claim ever since then I've always been on top of everything that's going on because, you know, I have a life I need to live and all that stuff. But uh, definitely been just a a subject of interest of mine all along. And having written movie review books about, say, movies with transhumanist themes, Uh, Movies with various other themes like the whole alien and predators franchises all those then I thought well, maybe I'll do one uh, one a book on movies with alien and UFO themes Except when I got to page 500 I thought okay, this is getting to be a bit much much less when I got to page 600 (laughs) so then I decided to just turn it into a series So now each book roughly averages uh, 150 pages or so, typically covers two movies. And I think that's better for the reader because they're just a little more digestible and kind of uh, easier to get through. And I begin every book with a chapter or two with just background elucidating information, whether it's uh, government-involved high tech or in this case, well, I'll mention it in a second. So I try to generally cover two movies per book that are in the same genre. And I mean, obviously the main genre would be aliens and UFOs, but sub-genres as well. So in this case, I much matched up two of them that I think by the title, it's kind of a a spoiler. It kind of gives it away. And um, this is the quotation that I used in the book back cover and also the title page. Here's a quote, Satan's not such a bad guy. We become what we are. And ultimately, that is to be like our makers, to become gods ourselves. And that's from David Childress from the Ancient Aliens TV show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I always joke that I, I keep saying TV show. I'm sure I'm supposed to say like Wi-Fi streaming service show or whatever to, to, to remain hip. But, I mean, this is what you're getting in Ancient Aliens, <laughs> that Satan's not such a bad guy and that way you should become gods. Well, that right, is very much a statement,
0: right?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's very much in keeping with us some of the aspect of the phenomena of quote unquote aliens and quote unquote UFOs, right? So, for instance, in this case, I begin with a chapter I titled "UFO Cult." Okay, and let me, uh, if I may, just read a few um, quotation marks, please. Do from from that chapter, okay. So here's one from Lynn Cateau. A large part of the available UFO literature is closely linked to the mysticism and the metaphysical. It deals with subjects like mental telepathy, automatic writing, and invisible entities, as well as phenomena like poltergeists, manifestations, and possession, in quotes. Many of the UFO reports now being published in the popular press recount alleged incidents that are strikingly similar to demonic possession and psychic phenomena. Okay, then there's a Dr. Pierre Guerin. I'm sure that everyone can, can get the spelling of that. Uh, <laughs> G-U-E-R-I-N. And he says that uh, UFO, quote, behaviors more akin to magic, but to physics as we know it, the modern UFO knots are the demons of past days and probably identical. What is quite certain is that the phenomena is active here on our planet and active here as masters. Uh, Trevor Constable says, a working knowledge of the occult science is indispensable to UFO investigation. And I mean, I could go on and on, and I do in that chapter, just... That kind of quotation, particularly coming from secular people, mind you,
0: Right. Um, Good it's
1: just, yeah, and it's, it's, you essentially can't separate aspects of the alien and UFO phenomena from the occult.
0: And let me just mention, you've written another book on the subject titled Fifty Shades of Grey Aliens, and you can find this book and that book at his website, truefreethinker.com.
1: Right. So, and one thing I mentioned in uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey Aliens is how we really need to define the term alien and UFOs before even discussing them. And in fact, UFO is now being viewed as a sort of outdated term. Now you're supposed to say UAPs, right? And so UFO can mean various things. It could refer to uh, Well, for example, when people started reporting, seeing black triangular UFOs, and then we found out about the stealth fighter and the stealth bomber. So UFO at one point could be revealed to have been uh, just good old fashioned uh, government, uh, military high tech. Whereas UFO can also mean a variety of things from literally just, hey, what is that? I don't know. Okay, it's a UFO to uh, weather phenomena, to swamp gas, to you name it, orbs, all sorts of phenomena that are just kind of slap this um, label of UFO, much like aliens, right? What is an alien? Well, if it's a literal extraterrestrial, then you could say by definition, then God is an alien, right? Angels are aliens. Biological entities from another part of our universe are aliens or from another dimension are aliens. There's just so many things that could be uh, described under that main category, that it's really essential to, if we were doing a talk just on aliens and UFOs, we would kind of dig into that rabbit hole, because it is important to define those terms. But in this case, I'm just kind of perusing movies and absolutely noticing patterns. In fact, in one of my books i was saying how many times do i have to make the same exact point during this series of book reviews because all these movies have certain common patterns and such is the case with uh, these two movies that i review
0: just before you get there one of the interesting things that i took out of the ufo occult chapter was all of the communications these people are having are similar to messages mediums and mystics, right? So the UFOs or aliens or whatever they're contacting with are similar to that, but they're also almost, you know, at least in my opinion, uniformly Gnostic. So their opinion of the New Testament and Old Testament is almost just like these guys come come right out of the stage left, out of the Gnostic <laughs> uh, entryway. It's incredible. So they, they never, they're not, they tw- they uh, morph biblical uh precepts very very comfortably much like a gnostic person wants so i think that's important sorry so please no, go not
1: at all that's an important point and it does touch upon the movies reviewed in this book in fact so for for example you also have um some research has been done on the fact that the names that these ufo um related uh, alleged <laughs> intergalactic uh, groups take or the names of individual supposed aliens are often the names of ancient gods and demons, right? right. Like right. In, the, in the Billy Meyer case, Semyaza which I've seen translated like 10 different ways because it's a name that comes out of the book known as First Enoch or e- Ethiopic Enoch. It's a pseudopigraphical text. And one of the main fallen angels in that book is Samyaza. <laughs> I mean, you can't just accidentally happen upon a name like that, right? right. (laughs) Or the um, um, – there's so many when you look that kind of are reminiscent of um, names of gods, goddesses, and demons or supposed angels of days gone by.
0: And you do see that theme in the movies that you cover in this. At least in the Six Days on Earth movie, you see that same theme of these old gods being referenced. So
1: I will say I selected Six Days on Earth. Well, okay, I should say it's an Italian film, so it's, uh, it's it has like it's been transliterated various times in English, so the movie can be found as Six Days on Earth or just Six Days, and uh, also Alien Possession. So go, ahead. and it's by uh, Vero Venturi, who essentially turned his real life worldview and philosophy about this issue into a movie. He calls it sci-real versus sci-fi, right? That's his concept, sci-real. So he's really putting forth beliefs he actually holds for real in the form of a, a science fiction movie. Oops. And, and um, the other movie, The Fourth Kind, I would say are extremely hardcore in a particular way that for example um i know and i know you know people who at least claim to have have suffered from tremendous trauma particularly in their childhood often related to ritualism okay like occultism and i have a friend like that particularly who i wouldn't even want to mention these movies to him on the off chance he would Venture out and try to watch them because I know it would be, um, it it would definitely cause him to um, dissociate, and I'm afraid of the kind of trauma he would have to face uh, when watching these because the way that they're done and the story they tell—it's very, 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 very dark. And it leads to all kinds of issues of trauma and dissociation and possession and the occultism and everything you could imagine. So that's why I match these two together. And I mean, you have explicit scenes in Six Days on Earth of somebody um, having these memories of um, what are supposed to be gray aliens, right? And then um, like a reptilian alien as, as well but they show up with like a a pentacle on their, on the front of their, whatever, alien attire. And like, well, what is that? What on earth is that about, right? And then the protagonist is seen undergoing an actual occult ritual right here on earth. And so it's kind of combining these visions of, Of uh, manipulation by aliens that's that's mental and physical uh, juxtaposed or really correlated with the occult rituals that are taking place right here on earth and that's kind of sort of the uh, the the point of the thing which is that they're, they're kind of they go hand in hand
0: right and I mean it's pretty crazy like some of the some of the pictures that you have in there are like flat-out aliens and occultism melded together.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so one of the things about this um, Six Days on Earth movie, or Alien Possession, is that supposedly this uh, aristocrat, this elitist um, girl, really, is possessed and um, by an alien that calls itself Hexabor of ur okay ur. so if you think back to bible days that's where uh called uh, god called abram to leave right abram who was later named abraham that's exactly where he lived and ur of the chaldeans and god told them get out of there <laughs> you need to start moving towards where eventually um, your ancestors are going to live, which is the land of Canaan that came to be known as Israel. So this alien is claiming to have been an entity from way, way, way back to the days of Ur. So you're talking millennia ago, and somehow it's still running around in um, disembodied form, uh, possessing. So again, <laughs> again, you have this this thing about um, demonism and, and alienism, I guess, just joined all
0: it it together hip. right i mean it is pretty incredible i mean it's like this guy i mean he had he has all this magical stuff interspersed as well right Tresmegisto right. references yeah, right, Hermes Tres right.
1: yeah it's uh <laughs> like i said he's basically putting his real life conspiratorial type philosophies on screen. And so you you see a lot of this coming out, even in subtle stuff, like maybe most people would just run across that name of one of the characters in the movie, Trismegistus, and just not, not think of anything of it, or Magista, But um, we understand that he's trying to tell us something occultic by that. And incidentally, the person who plays that particular character is the director. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting that he puts himself in his own movie, <laughs> right. portraying yeah, portraying himself elucidating some of these, like I said, uh, real-life views that he has. So, yeah, it's that's how badly I, it seems to me he wanted to get the point across that this was uh, real, is to say, look, uh, here I am. I mean, I'm in my own movie telling you all this stuff.
0: Right, and he also... Um... What was the he? Oh, this movie was from 2010, right? So it's fairly recent. I think it yeah, it is. Right? Relatively. But he, I mean, so then it's like this theme that you have in the introductory chapter. Some of these characters, Enki, Enlil. So you see going all the way back to um, Sumeria, right? Sumerian gods.
1: Right. And again, those are just... In the movie, those are just the names of some of the characters, you know, in this case, they're just a couple of uh, 20 something uh, club going DJ and uh, rave uh, attending guys. But uh, if you think about their names and you wonder what that's all about, then, well, (laughs) that's the point is he's throwing these he's kind of um, cryptically putting these names in the book for anyone who might actually recognize or think about or look into what they might mean.
0: And what's the arc of the whole kind of narrative of the, how does the movie progress? I I didn't quite pick that whole thing up.
1: Well, it's basically a um, psychologist or psychiatrist who has been dealing with people who are claiming to be having experiences with alien abductions or so just some kind of interaction with aliens, and then he ends up happening up upon this uh, girl. I'll say she's like maybe in her teens, late teens perhaps. And it, it ends up turning out that she's, in, a, like I said, an aristocrat, her parents are elitists, and she's tied into an elitist bloodline. So, So then you got that whole thing in there. Right? It's like yeah.
0: he—it's like he, he was got all the conspiracy yes. themes and just threw it in, like threw them in the blender it.
1: and turned yeah. on the blender. Yeah, but I mean, for what it is, I think it's well done and it's very—it's um, very captivating, I would say, and it's very emotive, right? Because it is a young girl who's going through all this suffering and trauma, and it makes you feel for her. And in the meantime, you also have the involvement of certain government agencies, secret, um, um, secret agents going after them to try to get her because she's, she's of course, she's an aristocrat. And, and so, yeah, you have every, <laughs> from every angle, it's, right?
0: It's like Stranger Things or something like that. Yeah, kind of right,
1: of right. And, and basically, they're just trying to figure out how to uh, basically uh, exercise her of this alleged alien that claims to have been uh, worshiped way back in the days of Ur. And I'm not sure that they exactly end up pinpointing, well, then what were you back then? Were you some guy? Uh, were you a, a God, an alien? But but I think one of the points is you're supposed. those lines are supposed to be blurred, where alien and God can, basically are blurred into that, well, there's this entity and he's disembodied by this point and he's going around possessing people. And they take it to be an um, experience with alien abduction. But then again, that's we've, we've been saying all along, it's correlatable to to the occultism and ritualistic. Uh, it's
0: like SRA, problem. satanic ritual exactly. abuse, right? Yeah. Right, right. And that,
1: that by the way, even uh, MIT in the early 90s did a study on the similarities between people who claim to have had a, um, encounters with aliens and people who claim to have been satanically, ritually abused. MIT did that. It's not just something that we're saying or claiming or, or noticing. And so it's kind of interesting to see how that's made it into so many UFO and alien movies I remember this I don't remember the title but I I remember noticing that in one movie the UFO the underside of it was a pentacle well uh, come on you know (laughs) how much how in your face can, can they be whether they're And I mean, we okay, so I can say I'm noticing all this stuff. I don't know why anybody's doing this. I don't know if that was like we're revealing what we know on the inside or this is just kind of a a hip, uh, trendy point of view to take nowadays, so we'll put it in a movie. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying it was was there, right?
0: Right. No, it's there. I think there's another Spielberg movie that has the pedo symbols and all kinds of weird stuff, kids. So you kind of see those themes. Or this movie makes me think of, Labyrinth with uh David Bowie like a kid going through uh the maze and all kinds of symbolism and cult references and things like that. Right. <clears throat> and they so, have like so the surreal and new cultural revolution so don't they yes. have like other themes of that in here like yeah you know, like blurring right. reality and and fiction right?
1: So surreal is the documentary that basically is supposed to explain to you the actual research and theories that went behind, uh, that led to the making of a movie that we would call sci-fi. So that's kind of supposed to be the real thing. And since all this is Italian, you know, I had to kind of poke around quite a bit and, for instance, download press releases and then running them through a translation system, just whatever I could to, <laughs> to get any kind of insight into what they were actually claiming. Fortunately, you should be able to find Cyreal and this one uh, in English or else you'll find it subtitled. Gotcha.
0: Because I think I there's this, uh, I think I saw the, um, promo for this movie. There it is right here. Let's see if you can pull it out. How did you come across this film? It seems kind of obscure.
1: It is very obscure, and I don't recall exactly how I came across it, but in just trying to find interesting movies to review, because I'm just kind of reviewing any that strike my interest. They, They might be from the 70s, they might be brand new, they might be uh cheesy they might be high tech i mean it doesn't matter to me as long as there's something in the world view of the movie that i think would be interesting to elucidate for the for the reader so i would imagine that's how i ended up running <clears throat> it.
0: yeah so they have it all here the ufo con- conference dna i mean this guy he uh he's, he has definitely some broad understanding of kind of internet internet ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: um, that's why candy. I said it's like he threw, yeah, he put them all in a blender and turned it on and this movie came out. So it is interesting in terms of how many uh, strings he attempts to pull together. Like right there, they're looking at, um, an ancient cave beneath the Vatican and they're finding the symbolism that helps them decipher how to attempt to exercise the um, hexabore or, you know, I mean, it's all under the big top folks.
0: Right. So he has the pentagram on one guy, then the hexagram or a hex, whatever reference. So he's got the five and six number yeah, uh, magic, all that stuff.
1: Uh, yeah. It's more like, down triangle made three into a triangle yeah
0: oops there's the demon levitation all that's it is
1: there it is yeah and ultimately that exorcism from that scene happens at a rave because they figure out if they can play certain frequencies then it affects the the alien True. And so that's an interesting part of it, too, how raves have been also sociologically correlated to just ancient ritual dances. They just happen to be high tech. I mean, you have the same thing. You have the thumping rhythms. You have the right. pharmaceuticals.
0: pharmaceuticals. <laughs> you, have, you have it all. Yeah. And the guys who actually put it together are occultists. A lot of those guys have been found to be in secret societies or something like that or have esoteric leanings and sensibilities. And that they're the ones who support it. So, yeah. Do you see the old world become new with technology? Yeah, just like
1: right? um, um, Porridge. What's that guy's name, Porridge?
0: Uh, Genesis P. Orridge, yeah. Gen-
1: yeah, Genesis P. Orridge was into that scene. That's exactly what it was all about yeah. for him.
0: sure it was. And that smiley face was actually one of the, the first uses was the rave scene, cult, occult techno type right. stuff. And that was As- his music Asset really. House and all Asset that House stuff, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else what else about this movie do you do you want to cover
1: that's pretty much it I mean um the thing about my style of movie reviews is I essentially walk you through the entire movie it's not like I'm describing every single scene but enough so that it does take you from beginning to end that's just what I like and meanwhile I'll go hey I noticed this and that's based on that and what have you
0: and where did you where did you find the movie? I could the almost do movie? a read
1: along it for.
0: Do you know if it's on Amazon? What's that? Do you know if it's on Amazon Prime or something like that? I wonder if it's on. Oh, Amazon. I don't. I don't know. I wonder where people can go. Well,
1: you're most likely to find it under the title "Alien Exorcism."
0: Alien Exorcism. Yeah,
1: which kind of uh,
0: gives it away, but uh, <laughs> there it is. It's on. Um, it is on. Uh, well, I think this is it I think it's on you can stream it on prime very vero venturi yes you yeah. can see it hour and forty seven minutes so people want to go rent it for two ninety nine they can Do you want to move on to the next film do you want to cover sure. um the yes. other one what is it the fourth kind the fourth kind yes referencing encounters of the fourth kind right
1: right so this one was very. Very interesting in terms of that they claim to have based it on real, true life events. So basically in this town in Alaska, they were having a a slew of people who just disappeared. Okay, that's pretty much period, full stop right there. It, it, It had nothing to do with aliens, nothing to do with UFOs, nothing to do with abductions, nothing whatsoever in real life. But then what the director did, who is Alatunde Osimsami, what he did is to say, okay, we're gonna take that real life mystery and we're gonna tie it into the abduction phenomena. And they went as far as like setting up fake websites of fake newspapers to report all of this stuff and the, the investigations that have been done and you name it. I mean, there were lawsuits filed because obviously that was an actual case of fake news. <laughs> right. And a lot of people up in Alaska were very upset because yeah, it was I mean, supposed to be Gnome
0: Alaska, right? Nome? Yeah, no.
1: And I mean, this was, these were real people who lost real family and friends and coworkers. And now this guy's just turning it into a, a sci-fi movie about alien abduction. So it was, Really interesting how <laughs> they um, they went so far beyond just saying based on a true story, but they fabricated um, uh, a phenomena. They fabricated a worldview of its own uh, around those real life events. So that and was that was wasn't really the, interesting.
0: Yeah, wasn't the narrative supposed to be like true, like real documentary, real time documentary, almost like Blair Witch Project or something like that?
1: Right. So, for instance, you have they claim that there's this Dr. Abigail Tyler who experienced some of this because she was the town psychiatrist and she was dealing with people claiming to have all these weird experiences. So, But now in the movie, there's two different people that play Abigail Tyler. One of them is playing the allegedly real Abigail Tyler and one of them is playing the movie Abigail Tyler they're both the movie abigail tyler there is no actual abigail tyler but what the movie does is intersperse scenes of a, a supposed <laughs> documentary style interview with the real one versus the dramatized scenes of the fake one so even then they're really um kind of doing what uh, is a form of misinformation or disinformation right right a, and even the director himself is the one interviewing the alleged real lit uh, alleged real Dr. Tyler. Um, so it's just
0: not- like the other movie, it's just like uh the other one where the director's in the movie, Six Days on right. Night, right,
1: yeah. And even then, he's not playing himself as a director because he's using a different name, even <laughs> so. It's really contrived, and that's kind of what um, I found most interesting about it as far as the arc of storytelling, right? They made you really work to kind of figure out, well, wait a minute, what is actually going on and who's actually real and who's actually not, right? Because part of the story is that Dr. Tyler has a memory of an an alien attack upon her home, and uh, her husband ended up dead. But, of course, the local authorities aren't buying that, so they're trying to figure out what on earth really did happen. Did she have anything to do with it? And then, even when there's scenes of her memories of that event versus what allegedly really actually happened, (laughs) you have this, again, this blurring of the lines between what's real and what's not, what's delusion, what is hallucination, what's just uh, sort of half-baked memory versus what's real. And it just really uh, throws you off. It's part of the reason I'm saying I wouldn't want certain people to watch this because it would uh, really mess with them because some people have really experienced this sort of thing.
0: Right. So it's like deliberately – they're deliberately doing it kind of like as a psychological thing to trick the audience or mess with the audience, right?
1: Right. Especially because while the movie was – coming out, it was all about, well, this is real. This is based on real events. It's just dramatized. So that just was an extra layer of this, right?
0: Right. I've never heard of either of those two movies. Like, I had never heard. I don't even remember the fourth kind coming out. It must have been somewhere else. I don't know. But yeah, it does so have, what does it have? Uh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Elias Coteas. I've seen, her have of those. So ones. I would
1: say it's probably one of her least known movies because she's a very popular actress. She's known, very well known for a lot of her movies, but this one is kind of like you, you have to kind of <laughs> poke around a bit in order to find it.
0: Right. But, I mean, I think she's in The Fourth Kind and then the other one. What are those movies about? Uh, I can't remember. She's like the one that's based on the video game. I think she's in that too. Yeah. The <clears> Umbrella <throat>
1: Corporation and, uh, Yeah, was Resident Resident
0: Evil. Resident Evil, that's
1: right. And, I mean, she's been in in so many more, like uh, Ultraviolet. She's always in these weird action movies, usually,
0: which is weird. I don't know how she gets those ones. Um, What else about...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's because she's capable, uh, physically capable of doing those kind of movies. And, um, you know... Right. Some superficial males might find that she is somewhat alluring, whatever.
0: Yeah, never know. What uh, What so, <laughs> else about this film would you recommend? So now in this
1: movie, one interesting thing is that as Dr. Tyler's trying to figure out what's going on, she runs across uh, one of her husband's old books that is titled Dead Languages, Sumerian. And in there she finds the phone number of a certain Dr. Uh, Oduzami and so she contacts him and she's trying to tell him that some of her patients are starting to speak in this bizarre language that's unknown to her it turns out that it's Sumerian so basically that's why I put these two movies together because you have the same exact concept that these are actually Alien gods from millennia ago on Earth and the earliest of human civilizations. And they're still here and they're coming back and they're not very happy with us. and They're possessing us. And I mean, it's a whole same exact thing about occultism and um, the alien phenomena. I mean, it's all over this movie. That's the, the point of it. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. Yeah, it's just like the stuff I wrote about in uh, Global Death Cult. Bring back the dark gods, presencing the dark gods. Uh, anyway, um, so I mean, I guess that's the repository. And it is actually of the occult, is to really have something that far back legitimizes your uh, present occult stuff. So if you can go all the way back to Samaria, <laughs> then you're kind of legit. And,
1: and I you know to- what? It's interesting that you mentioned that because recently I was interviewed about issues pertaining to Judaism and I talked about rabbinic Judaism and I mentioned how they claim they have the written Torah, sure, but they also claim they have an oral Torah that, guess what, we didn't just come up with it. No, no, no. It was given to Moses secretly. Uh, Mount Sinai, along with the written Torah, and he just passed it along orally, and then Kabbalists came along and said, well, guess what? Moses also received an oral mystical teaching on Sinai that he passed on secretly, and that's, and so it's this kind of building authority, right? It's like, we didn't just come up with this. It goes way, way back to Moshe himself, and I always tell the joke that, you know, Moses was up there receiving the oral Torah, the oral mystical teachings,
0: the Kabbalah, and,
1: and the, the written Torah. So no wonder his face was glowing. His head was ready to explode, you know. right? But then I mean, if you think about it then, uh, so Catholicism does the same thing. We not only have the written Bible, we have the oral traditions from the apostles that go way back, and even Islam does the same thing. We not only have the written Quran. But we have the Sunnah and Hadith, the sayings and doings of Muhammad that go way back, and everybody's kind of saying, um, as far back as, as we can take it and, and add authority to what we're claiming today, the better, right?
0: Right. I mean, it's amazing. And I, my understanding, somebody I interviewed said that the Christ's real um, contestation with a lot of these sources that he was up against the rabbis was because of the oral tradition that they claimed from Sinai. Yeah, in
1: fact, you can uh, discern that if you pay attention to when he says something like it is written versus you have heard it said. That's a clue right there.
0: Interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. I just had an I just had a discussion. (laughs) Somebody I mean, I've done this is off topic. I've done hundreds of hours of interviews. I've done hundreds of hours of interviews. not just for my own station, but with other people. And somebody picked out a statement that was said where I was talking about, I was referencing another rabbi who said that the Jews today, I said, I had repeated something where I said a lot of Jews are sympathetic to Jesus, who's really a Jewish Messiah. Originally, the Jewish Messiah became Christ. Oh, he is Christ. But I'm just saying originally, it was in that language. And I said they were sympathetic. And somebody picked that up. So one statement I said, literally 10 seconds of out of hundreds of hours and said, and really went off on me and said, look, I've read the Talmud. I have read, I've read all this stuff. I've read, um, the, you know, all this stuff. And he said, once a person says that they're not Jewish. And I just immediately thought of you and said, I didn't know what to say. I said, well, that's your definition. That's how you close it off. That's how the rabbis always close off this stuff is to immediately say, Once somebody believes Christ, who was Jewish, if you believe, you know, Matthew has his whole genealogy.
1: Which, by the way, that violates the halakha. The actual, official, authoritative Jewish law does not say anything like that. That's just the opinions of individuals. Right, I agree. Because the halakha knows that since a Jew is identified as theological as well as genetic, then you can't undo your genes, right? So in that sense, you're still Jewish. You can't help it. And then, um, okay, I don't want to rabbit trail, but I I, I did, yeah, in my book uh, titled Is Jesus the Messiah? A Judaism versus Judaism debate. I got a whole chapter about this kind of stuff and how many Jews will say, oh, you can be an agnostic and be a Jew. You can be an atheist and be a Jew. That's fine. But if you claim Jesus is the Messiah, that's the cutoff point.
0: Right. That's what this person was. Yeah, he was a very nice yeah, that's person. A popular, I really, but I just thought it was interesting that somebody really sniffed. I mean, went through all of my stuff yeah. to find that one thing. They didn't complain about <laughs> suspect guests or me bungling something. It was that person is once they say Christ is the Messiah, they're not. A yeah. j- it's that's it's not bad. that funny. It's too bad.
1: Anyway. You know, another thing in this movie, the fourth kind, is um these occurrences, these alien interaction occurrences are happening right around 3 a.m.
0: So it's always kind of like the witching hour or whatever?
1: Exactly. The witching hour. I don't know if it's true, but people claim that the reason it's considered uh, an occult thing, the witching hour, is because it's allegedly the... um, the reversal of the time Jesus was crucified. So if you just flip it over, right, it wasn't during the time of the day he was crucified, but it's directly at the same um, amount of time, um, hours later at night. And but regardless, that's been all. It's been consistently known as something to do with the occult. And in this movie, they throw True. that in there. Like this is when that stuff is happening.
0: Oh, it is interesting. I mean, there we go. This trigger warning says Ken is a machine with his content output. Yes, he is. He has tons of books. <laughs> you can go see them all and buy them all. And I suggest you buy this book at his website, www.truefreethinker.com. And you can get his, you can sign up for his email. So he sends emails out so you can see what he's up to. I get his emails, see what other interviews he's doing and stuff like that. So go there, buy the books there, and sign up for his uh, email newsletter. They they Um, call me the machine.
1: They call me the machine. machine. Um,
0: Is there anything you'd like to add? We're at about 40 minutes. Anything you have to add? Anything I missed before we wrap it up?
1: No. uh, Well, I guess yes. So when it comes to books like this, almost in the way that the first director is doing things where he's putting some of his own worldview into his movies, This is kind of like me not just saying, hey, check out this movie because it's a good movie and there's good cinematography and acting and all that stuff. But it's like somebody's trying to tell us something, whether it's real, whether it's imagined. I mean, it's a little hard to know, but that's why I'm interested in the worldview behind these movies. What are they trying to tell us through them? So in this case, how is it that two movies are just hitting upon virtually the same exact concept? And uh, then it it forces you to look at, well, what do these terms mean when we use them? That's why I began by talking about that. At what point does an alien become a god and a god become an alien? At what point is there just no distinction and we're just playing word games about something to do with a disembodied entity or an embodied entity that for some reason traverses dimensions or travels the vast distances of the universe to come here, traumatize us, tell us that the Bible
0: right. is false,
1: and tell us to form a one-world government and one-world religion and worship the earth as a goddess. I mean,
0: wow, really? <laughs> right. Very interesting. It should be. It should make people sit up in their chair. Again, the title of the book is Hollywood Aliens and UFOs, Third Showing, and the subtitle, uh, this is the third part in the series, the subtitle is Close Encounters of the 666th Six, Six, Kind by Ken and Me, published I think september twenty twenty first, and you can go get it at truefreethinker.com thank you so much Ken.
1: thank you all and god bless god bless
0: stay there